welcome in. It's FUVFC. We're talking soccer right here in the Bronx, the Rose Hill Studio on beautiful Fordham University's campus. I'm Christian Hoven. I'm here with Mir Gorey and John Furlong. We've got Brendan O'Connell working the board behind the glass. Wonderful as always. So we've got a lot of lot to talk about, fellas. Uh, first of all, first things first. Mm-hmm. How's everyone doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Serie A looking nice. Oh, Serie A. Nice weekend. <laughs> we're talking. We're talking MLS and Premier League. We're but talking Serie A looking good too. Hey, we're talking <laughs> soccer on a Monday night. I mean, what could be better right now? Come on. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to answer that. We're going to move in. We're going to talk about that. We'll start with the MLS. Um, big games this weekend. Last weekend of the regular season. Playoffs are set. And both New York teams, the New York Red Bulls, found themselves first place in the East. At the end of the season, NYCFC second in the East. Uh, they both earned first-round buys. It's a pretty impressive display from the New York teams this year, especially for New York City FC mm-hmm. after uh, disappointing last year. It's yeah. so it's so great to see New York so well-represented in any sport, considering I am a New York guy through and through, like, not just going to college here, but having been born here. And it's just it's so great to see that both – of the top teams in the Eastern Conference are from New York. It's 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 a it's a pride thing, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a real fun Eastern Conference final if those two teams end up making oh, it. I'm boy. not gonna I'm not gonna say that they will. I don't really trust either of those teams in the playoffs, to be completely honest. But if they do end up meeting in a potential conference final, oh man, that would be fun. Speaking of trust, I feel like trusting these teams. I feel like I trust New York City FC a lot more with the return of Frank Lampard. I was at the game. I was at Yankee Stadium yesterday covering the game for FUV. And <laughs> <laughs> shout out to your own. Shout out to my own <laughs> coverage for this exact radio station. Um, Frank Lampard came into the game around the 60th minute. I don't remember exactly when he came into the game. And they just looked like a completely different team. Attacking, defensively, the shape, everything. They looked completely different with him on the pitch. And I, d- I really do trust them a lot more with him in there. And interestingly enough, he came on for Pirlo. And I don't know if Pirlo was a problem. I mean, he looked a little slow. Maybe I don't know if he was saving himself for the playoffs. He's he's Pirlo. So he's, he's 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 yeah, amazing. See. He's a, he's amazing <laughs> when the ball's at his feet, but he's super old. Yeah, yeah that, I mean that's the thing, and that's my uh, that's that's why I said a couple of weeks ago that uh, Frank Lampard's gonna just bring a little bit of uh, security and a little bit of credibility to that overall starting eleven, and a little bit of stability or a little more stability than what Pirlo can give. <laughs> um, and that's why I'm a little nervous about NYCFC making to the finals purely because of the age. If you look at the yeah, age of Davivia, if you look at the age of Lampard. You play a lot of games in these MLS players. Yeah, like yeah. it, it drags on. They do have a the, first round bye, and but they, it does and they drag have, on. Right, and which they have I a think break helps, after the second round because of the international break. They have that week that off. Is, that is true. So that, 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 that will, actually that might help, help them. them. No, that will help them. That's no, true. No, for sure. I just, I... I just, I don't know. It's not like I have a bad feeling. I'm no, just I'm, worried. I'm 100% with you. Yeah. I'm worried about both New York teams. I really am. You're worried I, about I, Red Bulls. Oh, absolutely. Their pedigree in the playoffs is atrocious. I, yeah, but see, that's the thing about the Red Bulls. They have the youth, but they don't have necessarily the, the, ex- the mental equipment, the, the, the unity, the experience going into a situation like this. Whereas I feel like NYCFC has a lot of players with a lot of experience in very big tournaments, very big games, but yeah, don't have necessarily the youth for it. Yeah. To so. borrow an analogy from football, they are the Cincinnati Bengals. They're a great team. <laughs> Absolutely. But once, but once they get to the playoffs, more. they just fall apart. I don't care how uh, good of a team they are in the regular season. It's just a completely different game in the playoffs. And when it happens year after year after year, 
it's something that's ingrained in the culture that has to be changed, that, that, that can't be changed in one year. It has to be changed in five, ten years, a completely new coaching staff, completely new players to come in for that culture to change. And the Red Bulls are very similar to that. They're, they falter in the playoffs all the time. They faltered in the, in the conference final last year when they really should have won. They, really, they were the better team in that conference final against Columbus, and they really should have gone to the MLS Cup final. Yeah, so, I think it, it, it's it's more so that it, I don't know if it's necessarily just the coaching staff, but I think it even starts higher up. It's it's maybe just the management that doesn't have that, I don't know that presence. There's or, just something there that's missing. It's that, not maybe as intimidating, yes. or they don't emphasize succeeding in the postseason mm-hmm. as much. Yeah, because if, I mean, if we use the comparison that John brought up with the Bengals, Marvin <laughs> Marvin, <laughs> Marvin Lewis, Lewis. Was, he Marvin never gets Lewis. fired. He's still he's how still, is he's Marvin still Lewis still, he's still there? I, I mean, I'm not I'm not <laughs> I'm not advocating for people to lose their job because you know all, you can all people college students shouldn't. You're allowed. You're allowed to advocate. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. <laughs> That's more jobs for I, everybody I, else. I think this is a this is a hot seat moment for for the Red Bulls coach. I think I, if he doesn't, I think if he doesn't advance at least to the conference, I I, I think on it, the on the flip side, talking about coaching, Patrick Vieira he's done, has he's done, done a great job, a phenomenal job, job for NYCFC, and I think you you mentioned the age, but I think there's a lot of youth there too. I Kyrie Shelton up top is a tall, fast striker. He's got he looked excellent. He scored a goal yesterday. I think I don't th- I don't think you should count them out just because they've got their name their recognizable players oh, are I don't, older. I, I think they're the, the core of their team, they're a pretty young team. I, I trust NYCFC more than Red Bulls. I, I, I maybe might trust them more than any other team in the MLS. My my main concern with them is they're old, so they're going to run out of gas. Yeah. And in and, and, and your, your, your uh, mention of the previous player, I, I think the big thing with him is that David Villa provides that stability for him. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, when you have true. that guy in the middle right there going up top, that is a World Cup champion uh, who is who is a, a a recognizable star from Barcelona. I mean, like that that gives any young man going slashing through the sides, yeah. yeah, a lot of a lot of confidence in knowing draw, that if he you draws mess it the up, eyes he's of, there. A, of the defense too. Yeah, and I David and Pierre. I also think that Frank Lampard coming in in the game really helped him out, probably setting the tone. Yeah. Um, Purely from the standpoint that if David Villa doesn't pick up that ball, say from a potential miss or a, a or an error, you know, Lampard's back there. Yeah, and and I want to talk about uh, talk a little bit about Patrick Vieira because no, I was just going to talk some, about something that, yeah. that NYCFC does that Red Bulls don't do is NYCFC will change what they're doing in the face of adversity. Red Bulls are set in their ways a little bit in terms of personnel and who's on the pitch. Patrick Vieira is switching goalkeepers throwing five three four at the back whatever works whatever he thinks is going to work and he'll change it during the course of the game uh, yesterday i mean i keep going back because i was at the game yesterday i keep yeah. talking about no, it. no of course but they at different points they played with five defenders three defenders and four defenders and you when know they, depending on how the game was going how toronto's game was going to try to get the buy and that's something that red bulls don't do and the players buy into him especially the older players because he's patrick freaking Vieira. yeah that's it's true. not like he's some <laughs> random mls guy and the and the european guys are just like okay Okay, like this guy is uh, just a European. He doesn't abso- know what he's talking about. He's Patrick freaking Vieira, one of the greatest midfielders of all time. Absolutely, yeah. and I think also the the rotation keeps the players hungry. Yeah, you know, wanting to be on the field more, yeah. mm-hmm. and and it, at the same time it keeps them fresh. So it, you know it, we see that difference from the Red Bulls. They they stick to their system, and if it w- works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Whereas NY uh, NYCFC, they're gonna switch it up. They're gonna do what it takes to win. 
Mm-hmm. And 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 I like that. I like that they get that from the management probably as well. You know, with the Yankees and Manchester City owning them, I mean, they they're yeah. just gonna figure out a way to make it work. Yeah, no, I agree. You with know, you. And, and I think that that's gonna help a lot with the mental psyche of the team going into the the, the postseason as well. Like an added uh, addition on top of the players already being very experienced. That are so so NYCFC and New York Red Bulls, as I mentioned, have earned a buy for mm-hmm. the first round. Um, but there are some interesting playoff matchups. Um, the most interesting one to me is uh, the two four five matchups uh, in the East and the West. DC United and Montreal. I don't know what to make of either of those teams. I don't know. They've shown flashes of being good. They've shown flashes of being really inconsistent. I don't know what's going on with Drogba when and the management a, in Montreal. I tell you what, Drogba. There's a lot of issues going on there. A lot of off the field things. It's Drogba going back to the way he was in 2005, 2006. He was kind of a brat. Let's be honest yeah. here. He all the way up until 2008 and 2009. I think what happened in the Champions League semifinal in 2009, where he like went absolutely berserk after the match. I think that changed him a little bit. Something something snapped in his mind after that, and he realized like, okay, I can't live my life like this anymore. But a little bit of that is coming back out here. I mean, it never really grew out of it. He was still kind of a mercurial player, but never ever count him out when the when when all the lights are on he was so good at coming through in the clutch when his team needs him i.e champions league final 2012 <laughs> the greatest match i've ever seen in my entire life just putting that yeah, out yeah or the first round of the mls playoffs right right up there with <laughs> oh champions God. league oh final so God. comparable don't even i i think uh i think also at the same time uh Jovinko might might figure something out yeah no yeah that's yeah, yeah. And, and i want to talk about the other match i want to talk about uh uh, we don't have to talk about it that much, but I want to talk about Seattle and Sporting Kansas City. Seattle, they kind of look to me the way their season's gone a little bit like Portland's season last year, the the champions last year. Mm-hmm. They started out slow. Everyone counted them out. They looked like they weren't even going to make the playoffs, and all of a sudden they're coming on hot. Jordan Morris looks great. Do you, do you think they got a shot to take it all? I know they're the what are they the four or five? They're seed missing in the, in Dempsey the West. though. I, Dempsey's they're, 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 huge, but they've but they've been looking pretty good without him, which is what surprised but me. But once they get to the playoffs, they're going to need that veteran leadership, in my opinion. And Clint Dempsey personifies leadership yeah, and Captain poise. America. Captain America, yeah, yeah, basically he is he is Captain America. <laughs> I, I think that maybe you know the addition of Dempsey might have put not necessarily a wrench in the team, but just like they had to adjust to it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, then again, like, do you not want Clint Dempsey on your team going into the playoffs? I mean, that's oh, yeah. like, I'm really sorry. I would adjust my entire lineup and my roster just for him. You know, if I'm, if yeah, I'm, it's it's a shame he's got that. What is that issue? Irregular heartbeat or something? Who's this? Dempsey. I'm I'm not 100 percent sure. It's uh, something like that, but it's it's not a, it wasn't a physical injury. It was like a medical problem, I think. But anyway, so <laughs> Brendan just, just said broken heart. Absolutely. Oh, oh, poor, poor Clint Dempsey. <laughs> now I'm sad. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so Brendan, you're producing every show from now on. This all right, is amazing. So, so just, just generally, we've got, <laughs> we've got four first round matchups. I just want to go quick. Uh, who wins? Just quick through okay. it. Uh, Seattle and Sporting Kansas City. Seattle. I'll go Sporting. Uh, uh, LA Galaxy, Real Salt Lake. Galaxy. Landon they Donovan. all they Landon always Donovan. play so well in the playoffs. I mean, five five <laughs> MLS cups, man. I'm yeah, going true. I'm going with uh, Salt Lake City. Salt Lake. All right. Uh, DC United and Montreal. 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 And uh, Toronto and Philadelphia. My my hometown Philadelphia Toronto. Union. Definitely Toronto. They're Sorry, my. Hey, they were my, I, uh, they were my pick from like the our first episode. I said they were going to win when yeah, I was that's... on here with Tyler <laughs> back in back in like September. Yeah. I, I'm gonna go with Toronto. Sorry, man. <laughs> By the way, just a little side note here. I know, because you're also even wearing this. I'm wearing my Philadelphia Union shirt. I'm I'm looking, John, I'm looking straight. No, hey, believe me. Look look into my eyes. 
Yeah, and tell I me know, you don't want beautiful you don't want Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, wow. Anyway, side, wow, I just, now I feel so good. Side note here, I see you keeping us on the topic of MLS just so you can keep us away from the BPL as long as possible, so you can put as little time and as little focus on the biggest win of the weekend, probably in sports. I'm not gonna lie. And that is the Chelsea. Eagles beat the Vikings. No, and that not even close. That <laughs> is Chelsea's. Yeah. That is Chelsea's four 0 domination of, of Manchester. The Vikings? So, like of the Man- Eagles? <laughs> so I, I, I gotta say, I gotta say. Oh, uh, by the way, I'd like let to, me I'd have like, my fun. I'd, I'd like to get a word in and say I do believe Toronto is going to beat the Union. They've looked terrible recently. No, yeah, no. And it, Maurice Adu just broke his leg, and I don't know what you're. Gonna do. <laughs> oh. He's, yeah, he's their best player. Oh, he's coming back from injury for the playoffs, ready to go. Day before the last game game of the season in training. Oh, broken leg. That's that's now about what you want. the uh, summation of Philadelphia season right there. Now what you want? No, now what you want? It's S- not less than ideal. Yeah. Yes. Li- absolutely. So I I want to say I and, and and I saved myself a little bit last week. I I I was not a very big believer in Conte. Ooh, and, and here John, it comes, Mir. And John, apology apology time. And, and, and you know John was looking at me funny, and I you know I just thought the switch in lineup really helped, mm-hmm. and I did admit that. But I was like, is he going to keep going? But I didn't say anything. But I, I'll admit, I'll admit, I'll admit, I, you're you're making me a believer, John. All right, well, thank Not you, Not even Mir. Conte's making me a believer. <laughs> yeah, I'm making a – well, th- <laughs> so, thank you, Mir. That means a lot to me. Right. I, I will, I will he was He was Juventus coach, as you would he say. Brilliant. He was a brilliant coach, and he was brilliant with that – Italy team was the worst team, worst international Italian team they have brought to a, brought to a major tournament in 20, 25 years, and he brought them to the quarterfinals. With an, brought them to a penalty shootout with Germany in the quarterfinals. That team was awful. Yeah, Dare I'm gonna go. I I, it, not awful in terms of like the entire tournament, but compared for uh, for Italy for standards, Italy, yeah. my god, that team was awful. Yeah, we lost to Germany. We've never lost to Germany. So. <laughs> <laughs> very, very bad. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but like but, he, the fact that he got the, that. No, no, team no. I'm there. saying like that's how bad the team was. But the fact that we just got there, no, no, exactly. Believe me. Yeah, I have to say though, and I, I mean, dare I say. Did Conte look a little bit like Pogba when Conte was at Juventus? I mean, like I yeah. gotta say, he he he's, looked he's, really really Conte good. Conte looks strong. Everybody everybody looks fantastic. Even Courtois, who's been out of form for the past two years, he has been he was fantastic in that game. And even Matic, even who's been fans, out of form, the fans are happy. With Conte. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's incredible. Beautiful. Chelsea fans are some are pretty a pretty fickle bunch, but yeah. they are we are in love with. And he's so passionate. And I I I just. I just love how Mourinho went up to him and was just like, hey, like, that's just rubbing it in. Like, shut up, Mourinho. Anyway, man. Like, you are, do you remember, this is going back to when we beat PSG in 2014 in the, in, with a late we, goal from, right, says, right, with right, a, with with a, a Demba Ba with, yeah. with a late goal at Stanford That was a great Bridge. game. That was he a very, very good game. He sprinted down the sideline and joined into the pile on yes. top of Demba Ba. Of all people... For celebration on the sideline, Mourinho cannot talk about that. That is absolute BS. This is this is classic Mourinho. He gets upset because he's he feels like he's just not the best manager anymore, and then he just there's goes. A good, out there's a good to, reason for him having to, that feeling, by the way. He has to go out there and reassert his power in some way, shape, or form. His way of reasserting his power last season, when his team just went to absolute crap, was to bench was to bench players. That Who did not deserve to be bad? Absolutely, thank you. And you know it, what? What makes it worse is you look on the other side of the field and you just look at Pogba, you look at Zlatan. Another Zlatan head, was completely another header that just doesn't go through. I mean, you know it's mental at that point. Completely uninteresting. And, and you just look at the two sides, and 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 they were, you could smell almost just from the TV screen the jealousy that Mourinho had oh, for God, Conte. Yeah. And I just I just think I it just it. screams oh. to. <laughs> 
Conte's having a great time with the team, with the fans, with everybody. Oh, and Mourinho, who's always backstabbing people left and right, in my opinion, personally. No, I've never really liked. You are 100. I've never correct. really liked his coaching style. Unhappy I, I Mourinho. Agree with you. I think, Unhappy Mourinho I think is the best Mourinho. Bottom line from this podcast, we have to know is it's the man of the week is John Furlong because he can now ride <laughs> off the whole week and just tell me how much I was. I was. I'll admit Thank I was you, wrong. Mir. And I'm giving you props. It, it was it was an outstanding performance, and I don't <laughs> want to talk about Hazard. I just don't want to talk about. Oh, he's all right. So he is speaking of lots of. <laughs> God damn it! Speaking, on, speaking of lots of people being wrong, were lots of people wrong about Manchester City? I've seen five results in a row that have been very, very disappointing, medi- mediocre, mediocre. I, I think the this draw is... with Southampton being just oh, not good. The draw with Everton was unlucky. The draw they had yesterday, this week, this past weekend, was a little unlucky. But you're right, the Southampton draw that it 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 stands it stands out to me. My thing is Southampton has has been like wait, did they play Southampton? Yes, past yeah, okay, my apologies. My, yeah, I mix yeah, that, that up. Was, my apologies. Sorry, sorry. Southampton in the last couple of weeks or last couple of years, sorry, has been like sneaky good. You no, know? Like, always. Like, they're they're decent. Yeah, ever since you know, ever they're, since they're Pochettino tough. took over. I yeah, know he, like, I know he left, but like even when he left, he let. No, they, they set a you know going back to the management of the Red Bulls. You know, you set a standard. You know? <laughs> no, yeah, abso- yeah. no, they, absolutely. They, they play it tough, you know. And you've got to real. You got to realize Southampton's only been up since 2013. Like they've only been they've right. only been in the Premier League for four or five years now. But they're they like but one they of the haven't solid. Been, they haven't been threatened for relegation. No, they finished. Right. They, like I mean, they 10th, hit the ground running. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think you know. Just, just getting to uh, to to city. I, I I said this. I don't know if it was last week or a couple weeks ago. Uh, we were making the predictions of who wins. You know the the mm-hmm. Premier League, and I thought, you know, by the, the bottom line is City just has too much talent and they have the tactics. But you know, at the end of the day, it is Manchester City. Are they really that mentally strong? Yeah. And and to be honest with you, since Pep Guardiola left Barcelona. His teams haven't been that mentally strong no. because I don't think he really ingratiates himself ingratiates himself with the team. Even though I'm sure Raheem Sterling right now is yeah. loving Pep because his stats are wonderful. Oh right yeah, now. oh absolutely. <laughs> but yeah. you know, I, I I will say, I'm not like second guessing my pick for 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 who wins because I I personally thought City was going to win before the season started. No, I agree with you 100. But I, I mean that that loss to Barcelona was pretty bad because I mean. Aguero came in as a substitute, and if you look at it, last year Bayern lost Atletico Madrid because Pep put Thomas Mueller as a substitute. I mean, he subbed them in. You know, like your top striker is not starting. I mean, this is the second time in two years that he's done something weird like that, where he gets yeah. too cute. You know, and yeah. I just wonder if maybe City was really hot about ten games ago, and he started like getting a little cocky, maybe. But the the question is, is there another? I, we mentioned like oh maybe you know it's time to rethink the title predictions but i don't see another team that's really stepped up as city's been struggling and shown that they're de- deserving of don't you're giving me the eyes like you're about to say chelsea yeah, yeah you're giving me the eyes like you're about to say chelsea no it's but like week. seriously but like yeah it's his week we'll let him have week. it we'll let him have it no 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 no, no. Yeah. from a completely completely neutral standpoint but all I mean, the you're top right. teams yeah. have been floundering recently yeah, and chelsea have. have just flown up the table in the past couple weeks but and I, a fourth now i will yeah. also say ahead of Tottenham. as much as maybe yeah, just on goal difference what as much as liverpool has stagnated a bit i i will say 
They got that coach that they love. I'm like Chelsea you. has I that like coach hey, that they love, and, and they're coming. You we got to go back to the Red Bulls, and we got to go back to the Bengals. They're the same story. They're the same. It's the same story there. Yeah. They haven't won a league title since 1990. Yeah. And that that predates – everyone said it a thousand times. That's Man, that's Man United fans' number one thing against Liverpool fans. Like, you guys have never won the Premier League because the league Premier League started in 92, obviously. Right, right. And, but, and, and you know – I'm just going to say, you know, they get, they're these two they've coaches. Got, they've got a different vibe this year, Liverpool. can does. do the tactics. And as we said last week, at the same time, um, can still ingratiate themselves with the team. I, I'm, I'm, I'm still going to say City wins this year, but the next couple of years, Conte and Klopp, I mean, they're, yeah. it's going to be a nice little rivalry. It's going to be real. I was very optimistic at the beginning of the season. When they won their first couple games in very in come from behind fashion, but they were the better team the whole game. They were so tough. it's not like they were yeah they were tough gritty games games that we would have absolutely lost Call or drawn kind of last games. year absolutely. And then they had that abysmal showing against Arsenal, and I was like, and then they had that awful showing against Liverpool, and I was like, that awful first half. They had a good they had a good second half in that game. They did to give Conte credit. He did he did bring that team back in the second half, but these past couple games against Leicester. And Man United, there. My optimism is even higher than it was at the beginning of the season. You guys are both queuing up right now to, to knock <laughs> so, me down. So, I, no, I, no, no. Hold so, on, hold on. I have a joke, real quick. I mm-hmm. think this is the most discussion about the Cincinnati Bengals that any <laughs> that any soccer podcast in the history of soccer podcasts has ever done. And I'd like to commend the both of you on that. It's hey, been thank excellent. you. No, thank you very and much. I, appreciate I, that. I know you've got a lot to say, Mir, but I want to move into our last topic of discussion. Uh, the Ballon d'Or nominees were released today. <laughs> I thought this was my week. What's going this, on? This this is your week. Okay, fair enough. Except it's my week because I'm the A. Yeah, oh, so okay. fair enough. Uh, the Ballon d'Or nominees were released today. Um, everyone knows Messi, Ronaldo on the list. Is there someone on the list that has a shot to knock them off? And I'm going to give you three names before you quickly say no. Suarez. I'm going to give you Luis Suarez, who's been phenomenal. Lewandowski, goal scoring. Oh, I forgot about Lewandowski. I'm going to give you four names. Yeah, there you Lewandowski, go. Lewandowski, Griezmann. Yeah, Griezmann. And uh, Hugo Lloris. I'll t- <laughs> Can we, we're just going to discount that last one. I t- if Antoine Griezmann, if he would have scored two or three goals in the European Championship final, he would be seriously considered for the Ballon d'Or. But he kind of he kind of disappeared in that final. Not to, it wasn't the whole French team disappeared in that final. That wasn't his fault. Yeah. He still had a fantastic tournament. I think he won the Golden Ball from that tournament, rightfully so. He made that tournament his own. But he needed that final. In order to get that ballot, yeah, to that even be considered for a ballot, I, I think he needed both champions and yeah. you know. I, I, uh, I completely forgot about that champions. Like that was that was tough. That yeah. was really he was. was non-existent. You know, he, and he also missed that penalty. I know, but he, he mentally, like you could you could tell throughout the game. And I mean, this is not. It wasn't even. Really... I'll say more so in the Euro in the European Championship yes. final than the Champions but League final. I, I, but he, he was out Champions of it in the Euro. It was in the, just. It was really embarrassing almost because it's like, you know, a, a guy who's really passionate and uh, Real Madrid doesn't really have a fiery defense. I mean, Pep, Pep is crazy, but, but like yeah, other than that, like Sergio Ramos he's wants not... to be like a central defensive mid. You <laughs> exactly, know, he yeah. Varane was hurt also. It's true. Which he wa- that's why he wasn't in also the uh, – well, I think Casemiro was hurt team. in that game as well. Yeah, yeah he was. And Casemiro, yeah, exactly. Casemiro's so, – most underrated player on that team, so without a doubt. I, I think bottom line to, to answer your question, I think it's got to be Ronaldo. You know, Cristiano Ronaldo because of the Euros, because of the Euros, because because of the Champions League. I haven't really put much thought into it to be to be completely honest. I know once it gets closer, because they do it like right at the beginning of the new year, and I'll yeah. start thinking about it more. Then I, 
I mean, he was outstanding in the Champions League, too. You got to I think you got it's, it's got to be one of them, you right? You do got to give it to Ronaldo. Yeah, it's going to be another Ronaldo Messi. or Messi it's, year. It's, it's either or. It's, it's so not. incredible that it's going to be nine years of Ronaldo and Messi. They're, I, to me, they're top ten all time. At least. At least got, both You got to put them top five. You got to put them top five. It's incredible. You got to really, put them both top five. Top five. All right, we're not going to have this conversation. This conversation is going to be three <laughs> podcasts of itself. <laughs> we could um, do three podcasts We got We got to wrap it up. It's been some great soccer talk. As always, I love talking to you guys. We have Fermir Gori, John Furlong, Brandon O'Connell behind the glass. I'm Christian Hoban. Thanks for listening.